The following program is a presentation of Grand Slam Ministries. Hi again, everybody. Happy Sunday, and welcome to this week's edition of the Dan Scott Show, presented by Grand Slam Ministries. I am Dan. It is a pleasure, an absolute joy to be with you again this week, our 17th episode. And would you believe it if I told you I think we've got a good one for you today? We love telling stories on this show of God's redemptive grace and what Jesus Christ can do when he gets hold of somebody's life. And a friend of mine, Greg Whitfield, is our guest this week, a guy who came out of the world of alcoholism and is now serving alcoholics through Giant Slayer Ministries. It's an incredible story. You're going to hear that. And then for those of you who are listening in the upstate of South Carolina, you get a chance to hear about a golf tournament coming up that he's putting on to raise money for Giant Slayer Ministries. All that is coming up in our next segment. As we get going, I want to remind you the the show is airing on April the 30th. That's the original airing, uh, the final day of the month of April. We are four months into 2023 already. Can you believe that? Again, if you're in the upstate of South Carolina, tonight, April 30th, is the beginning of the Tri-County Go Tell Crusade with Evangelist Rick Gage in Liberty, South Carolina. Four nights tonight through Wednesday. It is going to be, we believe, a great movement of God. We're praying for many souls to be saved. And this is an old-fashioned Billy Graham-style crusade. So if you are in the area uh, of uh, Liberty, South Carolina, or within driving distance for one of the four nights, or maybe all four of the four nights starting tonight running through Wednesday at the city stadium the old Liberty High School football stadium that's where the crusade is going to be held and uh, we would love to have you there if you can't come no matter where you are you're listening on 11 affiliates all over the country and all over the world please please be in prayer for this crusade because we want many people to come to Christ as their savior All right, we need to step aside, let you hear something about Grand Slam Ministries, and when we come back, my conversation with Greg Whitfield. This is the Dan Scott Show, and we'll return right after this. Every day there are children who leave school on Friday and eat little, and sometimes nothing, until they come back to school on Monday. It happens in every community, including yours. Many of these children live in circumstances that deprive them of basic needs necessary for a quality life. At Grand Slam Ministries, we want to change that. We want to invest in our children, giving them hope for the future. That investment includes necessities such as food, clothing, school supplies, and a safe environment to play, to study, to live. Please visit our website, grandslamministries.org to find out more about our ministry and how you can help. We're just getting started. Will you come alongside us for the children's sake? Again, that's grandslamministries.org. 
Follow us on social media. Search Grand Slam Ministries on Facebook and Grand Slam for God on Twitter. And don't forget Dan's personal and public figure sites on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You're listening to The Dan Scott Show, presented by Grand Slam Ministries. Episode 17 of The Dan Scott Show. We continue on all 11 of our affiliates. Thank you all so much for your belief in this program. I hope those of you who are listening, regardless of where you are, all around the country and around the world, we are just incredibly blessed to have you with us and hope that you will uh, interact with us. Let us know what you think about the show. Dan at danscottshow.org is the email address. Uh, Dan Scott Show is my personal Twitter handle. Grand Slam for God is Grand Slam Ministries' Twitter handle. And, of course, you can just go to the website, danscottshow.org, and find all of that stuff there, including a contact form if that's the way you want to do it. But we'd love to hear from you. Please drop us a line. Let us know, A, where you're listening from. That's important. And, B, what can we do for you? How can we pray for you? Any suggestions about the show? We want to hear from you. As you know, I love telling stories through this program, stories that you don't hear by and large in mainstream media, of the work God does in people's lives, the, the redemptive saving grace of Jesus Christ. And our guest today, Greg Whitfield, is a guy who should serve as an inspiration for some of you out there, I would imagine. If you feel like that you just continue to disappoint God, you continue to stumble and fall, and and maybe you feel like you have gotten to the point that you're beyond redemption, I want you to listen closely to this interview with Greg Whitfield. Alcoholic, who is now serving alcoholics through Giant Slayer Ministries, it's an incredible story, and we started the conversation by talking about the fact that it's been a long, long road to get to Giant Slayer Ministries. Yes, sir, Dan. It was a, 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 tra- a, a traveling road that seemed to kind of circle back around to where it all began uh, in my youth. Uh, it was... Uh, I was hard-headed. It was, it was you know, a lot of times, Dan, we'll we'll try to blame the the enemy or the devil for a lot of our faults when we can actually just look in the mirror and see who the blame is. Yeah. There's an old saying that I heard a long time ago is I have met the enemy and he is me. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But uh, sometimes we don't take enough responsibility for our issues. Um, What what kind of, what kind of family life did you grow up in? Dan, uh, we grew up uh, when I was younger and we, we really didn't have a uh, active church life until I was around about age twelve. Uh, my dad was an alcoholic, and uh, I sometimes joke about how he would get a case of beer to, to wash a car on Saturday, and uh, I always thought it took soap, water, and a case of beer to get a car washed. Uh, but we didn't really go into church up until about age twelve. When I, I guess my mom, she you've heard the term. You get sick and tired of being sick and tired, and she just kind of gave my dad an ultimatum that there was going to be a change made or she was going to make a change 
in the relationship status. So I, at that point in our life, my dad, I think, made the the best decision he's made at that point in his life, and we started attending church. Now, what was he attending church just to appease your mom, or was there a, a change in, in his life through Christ as well? I think in the beginning, Dan, let's just you know be honest about it. I think he was uh, trying to to please her. Uh, I actually was the first one of the family to accept Christ, uh, and my mother followed, and then my father followed. Uh, I know the Bible sometimes speaks about how sometimes the small children will lead them, and in our family's case, that was the case. Uh, but once he did surrender his life, uh, he was sold out wholeheartedly and uh, had a changed relationship with our family. Uh, no, not that he was abusive or um, anything to that effect. He was always supportive uh, in my little league sports and always coached, but uh, he did have that demon of alcohol that he had to battle uh, that we will talk about later, how it kind of trickled down on me and it kind of led to those uh, generational curses that we hear about. Yeah, I, I think of uh, a couple of phrases. One, happy wife, happy life. Uh, and, and, and whatever it takes to, to, to get the ball rolling toward that decision that he ultimately made, praise God for it. Uh, and, and then, uh, I don't know if you know this about me or not, but our youngest daughter, Rebecca, was the first one saved in our family. She came to Christ uh, when she was about eight years old, and that kind of got the ball rolling for us. My, my wife followed and, and uh, my uh, oldest daughter, and, and then, of course, me being the knucklehead, it took me a long time. <laughs> Almost uh, almost 11 years ago, finally at age 45. But, uh, yeah, the Bible says a child shall lead them, and I think we both have that experience. Yes. it was. Uh, we had a dynamic youth group there at the church. Um, and at age 13, I, was, I had the calling on my life to, to preach the gospel and become a minister, and uh, the youth group we had was on fire. I was on fire for, for God, and I would speak at our church and at other events, and uh, really uh, had a path that was set that it was going to keep me out of some trouble that later I, I came across. But uh, as we got older, those teenage years, I uh, began to, to rebel and to uh, go outside of God's will. And it's always an interesting dynamic because on one hand, we should know better. I mean, you grew up for the first, as you said, 12 years of your life with a with a father who was an alcoholic, so you saw firsthand the the problems and, and and perhaps even devastation that can cause inside the framework of a family, and, and yet you found yourself heading down the same path. How how did that happen? Well, it was you know sometimes the the enemy will will lay traps for us, uh, and it's all seems so innocent, um, and he'll have you if you can't. If he can't confuse you how you feel about God, he'll try to confuse you how you feel about yourself. Uh, like, confuse you that you can handle this, uh, that it's not going to be a problem. And I would say it was started out as experimenting with alcohol, uh, with the guys just wanting to be a part of a group and hanging out on Friday nights and having a few beers. Uh, and it just kind of, you know, over a period of time would snowball. And knowing that that in the back of my mind that what it leads to uh, is something that addiction takes control even at a young age and you just lose control. Uh, you, you become selfish and uh, think you're self-reliant and 
it's just a, a pattern of, uh, of of destruction. Is it something where you, you found yourself saying, well, it, it may have caused my dad problems, it may have caused other people problems, but I'm different, I can handle it? Exactly. And that's what addiction does. It uh, it, cl- it clogs your clarity of thinking that, you know, that you've got a grip on this, that it's not controlling you. And, uh, but I think subconsciously, you know, in the back of your mind, I did that there's a, there's a, there's a possibility that this is going to lead to a bad ending, but all along you're fighting that addiction with the uh, mindset that you're strong enough. It's not going to happen to you. And especially in those teenage years, uh, I have two teenage daughters who thinks they're invincible and, uh, that nothing's going to harm them that they're making all the smart decisions. They're doing everything right. And uh, sometimes we just lose, we lose sight of the long, the long picture, the, the, the big picture. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a country music fan by any stretch of the imagination, but wasn't Travis Tritt who sang the song 10 foot tall and bulletproof. Yes. Uh, that, that, that's especially when we're young, that's how we feel. Yes. Greg Whitfield with us, uh, who is the uh, the man behind Giant Slayer Ministries, talking about um, the road that led him into this ministry, and it was, uh, to quote the Beatles, a long and winding road that got him there. Greg, when did you first begin to suspect that maybe alcohol was becoming a problem for you? You know, Dan, um, I actually joined the military back in uh, 1989, joined the United States Navy, uh, and I think I was trying to run from my problems other than running to God. Uh, I thought maybe if I could put some distance between me and what's the, the current environment here in South Carolina, maybe put some uh, distance in between the relationships I had that it would make a difference. Uh, the only thing that makes a difference in my life was Jesus. And I knew that, but, uh, like I said, the addiction kind of does something to your thinking. You don't think clear and your clarity is way off. So, um, joined the Navy and, uh, actually had a great career ahead of me. Um, I was well thought of several awards, uh, made rank, uh, first time each time up, uh, was on a, was on a 20 year, career uh in my mind that i was thinking that it was going to be and ended up getting a dui uh, there in the navy and it kind of put a little red flag on my record and that's when i kind of started thinking maybe maybe there is a problem uh, but you know you get those 9-11 prayers what i call them you know lord if you can get me out of this one i won't ever do it again uh and then you you know you don't really totally surrender you just kind of get past the hurdle at the moment. And, you, try, uh, you try to bargain with God. Yes, yes, exactly. And, uh, you know, and God is faithful. You know, you, the Bible tells us that if we will ask forgiveness, he is faithful and just forgive us. And, and I believe that. And uh, once, if you are true, repentative, that he will forgive you. Uh, and can start you on a new path. But uh, he wants you to do your part as well, man. He wants us to work our salvation and... Uh, Sometimes that, that addiction uh, will cause you to just get past the hurdle and just think, well, now I've learned from this. I'll be better next time. I won't make the same mistakes. I, I know what not to do. And uh, 
it's not a total surrender to Jesus. It's just a, Lord, help me get out of this mess. Yeah, and, and when you say I'm good or I'm better, it brings to mind the, the scripture that says there's none good, no, not one. And and we have to remember that. Greg Whitfield joining us from Giant Slayer Ministries. Somebody who might be listening to this program who's not a Christian and listening to your story might be skeptical and, and, and have a question that goes along the lines of, well, wait a minute, you said that you gave your life to Christ when you were 13 years old and you were sold out for Christ and felt the call to preach the gospel. How do you go from that to falling deep into this alcoholic issue that you had, falling deep into sin, letting the devil take over your life, whatever terminology you want to use? If you, if you were a Christian, the question would go, how did you find yourself in this situation? Well, Dan, we're, we're all human, and we all are sinners. And you have to be able to recognize uh, I wasn't fully aware of the ploy that the enemy had for my life. Uh, but thank God, God is a God of redemption. And what the enemy meant for evil, he eventually turned for my good. But it was just a ploy. Uh, and it's, you need to grow closer to God through prayer, through uh, your daily devotions. And if you give... The old saying, if you give someone an inch, they're going to take a mile. Uh, if you open the door up for something uh, and you, you don't put on the whole armor of God every day, uh, there can be some things that get in. And that, you know, I also felt, Dan, uh, once I did make a mistake, uh, I almost, the enemy had me feeling that I was unworthy ever to serve again. Um, he wanted me, like I said earlier, if you can't, change the way you think about God. He'll try to change the way you think about yourself. And I just, it would almost be that I would try and then I would slip up and the enemy would have me convinced where well, you're just never going to be able to, to serve God. You're just, you're just unworthy and you're not going to be able to be forgiven. Yeah, Satan, and, Satan is the is a liar in the father exactly, of lies. The Bible exactly. says there's and no truth. In it. He'll, he'll attack you from multiple standpoints. Well, maybe you weren't really saved or, Right or as you said, you 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 keep messing up. Are you really saved, or can God use somebody like you? He he will fill you with with all sorts of of notions that are contrary to what God's word says. Exactly, and that's why that those daily devotions, that prayer life, will keep you close. Uh, and and to be honest, it was a it was part of an, maybe a little bit of arrogance that I thought you know hey. Uh, I may be above this and that, you know, I don't need as much help as I thought I did, you know. And really, you know, God is no respecter of persons, and it, it rains on the, the just and the unjust. And we have to stay close to God, uh, put God first in everything that we do. And that first is an acronym. Keep him first in your finances, your interests, your relationships, your schedule, and your trials and things will work out. Um, and I would just, rec you know, I would just encourage someone who has those same feelings that God can't use you. Uh, just, just, just call, just call the enemy out for what he is. Like you said, Dan, he's a liar. And God took my mess and turned it into my message. And throughout the Bible, we see where God uses people with jacked up histories, and they just uh, become warriors for God. 
And just those examples in there was obvious, and it was jumping out from the pages of how people would make mistakes, but still the enemy, along with the addiction problem, as far as thinking clear, just had your mind all clogged up and just really not knowing what direction to turn, where to go, but knowing in your heart, in your soul, that Jesus is the only answer for all of this mess. Greg Whitfield from Giant Slayer Ministries with us on this week's edition of the Dan Scott Show. When I give my testimony uh, in churches and other places, Greg, I, I talk about hitting rock bottom, and, and that's what it took for me to finally look up and, and see Jesus. What was rock bottom for you? Well, I'll, to be honest, there's probably several rock rock bottoms that I would I would bounce back from, uh, but I think the the last rock bottom uh, I had been in a relationship, uh, had been married and divorced, uh, lost my family, lost my home, uh, lost, uh, dignity. Um, and that was a, that was a rock bottom, but I seemed to bounce back from it. Uh, rededicated my life again and really served God and then allowed the enemy to come back in again and probably six years ago, five, six years ago, uh, I was in another relationship with my wife now. And just seeing the hurt that I was bringing to her and seeing how I was really disgracing her and the Holy Spirit worked through her to let me see how much I was hurting her. And it almost gave me a, a revelation of how much I was hurting God. Uh, and just to see the tears that she would cry of, of the, not the physical abuse, but more of the, uh, the mental abuse as far as the alcoholism would, I wouldn't be there mentally. I uh, wasn't there uh, spiritually. I wasn't there 100% sold out. And just seeing the hurt on her face, um, I remember one Sunday morning, uh, we were watching something. Uh, it was Stephen Furtick on the TV, and the Holy Spirit just kind of came into the room. And, and at that moment, I rededicated my life, and I sold out completely, Dan. I, I, I told myself, I made a promise to God and to myself that even if I stumble, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to keep fighting and Whatever he has me to do from this point of my life on, that's what I'm sold out to do. And, and is that the difference? Has that been the difference for you in, in the past when you would you would stumble and ask for forgiveness? You you still held something back. There were areas of your life that you didn't want to fully surrender. Is that exactly. the difference this time? Exactly, exactly, Dan. You know, some of those things you you don't become. You need to become vulnerable, and I, I wasn't vulnerable with myself or with God, and, and God knows us in and out. He, he knows us before we were even born. And to, to you wanted to hold on to some of those things. You didn't want to surrender because some of those things you still wanted to be. And, you know, we have to sell out. We have to pick up our own cross, and we have to surrender and deny ourselves. And denying myself was, was a big problem, and it's a big problem for addictions. Yeah, because the easy way out it is just what it says. It's the easy way out. Living the Christian life is hard. And I always try to explain that to people 
when I when I give my testimony, and especially young people, um, the, the Satan's always on the attack, and we live in a, a culture now that's more anti-Christian than it's ever been. And, and you have to be on guard. You have to be totally sold out. You have to be totally surrendered, and and you have to be to be willing to take you know persecution, not the kind of persecution right now that's going on in other places in the world. Thank God, but it may be coming here. But you have to be of the understanding that it, when you stand up publicly and say you're a Christian, the backlash you're going to get now more than ever in this country is is um, is intense. So you you have to be willing to do that. If you're going to, to sell out for God, you've got to be willing to go all the way. You can't go halfway. Right. And, you know, I, f- I find myself focusing on what God has in the future. Uh, we, you know, we can't go back and change the past. Uh, and to weigh those, the way out the balance of what God has for us in the future and what backlash we may receive, what he has planned for us is so much greater than the persecution we're going to face. But like you said, we have to be willing to face that persecution. So about six years ago, you said that that's when you finally completely 100% sold out, and obviously God has has taken that surrender and done some marvelous things with it. Uh, and I always love these stories because here we have a, a, an admitted alcoholic, and I don't know, you can tell me from the addiction world, you're, you're never a former alcoholic, are you? No, you're, you're living a life of recovery, Dan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, you know... And the Bible is so is so a wonderful tool. I won't want to say a tool, but a a, a, a plan, uh, a basic instructions that allows us to know that we have to die daily. And that's the way addiction works too. You have you have to have a mental capacity to decide that you want to stay sober. And a lot of times, I tell the guys that I go speak to that recovery isn't for everyone. And they sometimes give me a strange look when I make that statement. But recovery are those are for those who really want it. You really have to fight for it. Uh, and just like our Christianity, our relationship with God is something that we have to fight for. It's you know, we have to fight the good fight of faith. We have to, you know, the Bible talks about putting on the whole whole armor. You know, armor is in a battle. So we're we're in a battle. And addiction is the same way. You you have to decide every day. I'm going to stay sober. And, and we know from reading our Bible and, and seeing other instances in in our lives that God will remove you from a situation and then put you back in that situation in a different role. You can look at Moses, who was born and raised in Egypt and, and, and was in, in the family of the Pharaoh. And, of course, he left, and 40 years later, God puts him back there to lead his people out. Uh, I've heard Billy Graham tell the story of of Corey Ten Boom, who was in a concentration camp in Nazi Germany, and through uh, a clerical error or something, was let out. And she told God, "I'll go anywhere you want me to go." And he said, "Go back to Nazi Germany and preach the gospel." <laughs> so sometimes you have to be careful what you ask for, but it's just a a remarkable trait of God that he will use people who have stumbled and fallen and been broken. And once he puts them back together, put them back in that same situation, but from a, a different side of the street, so to speak. And that's where you are now. You you have lived 
the life of of being an alcoholic and and been broken and had all those things and now here you are ministering to men who are going through the same thing that you went through yes that and that means so much uh when we go to these facilities that i'm just not someone who's walking in the door and who's never had an issue or had an addiction problem trying to tell them that's going to be okay you know here's someone who's coming in who's had two duis who's had two car accidents that the vehicles were total uh several open container charges and became well known at the jail someone who's walked in their shoes uh give them some encouragement and some hope and love that they can do this um they can get through this that what they're going through is not the end of the story it's just a part of the story the, it's the chapter their story isn't over uh i also kind of tell them that as long as they have a pulse god has a plan for their life and that they have to just decide that they want a clean a, they want a sober lifestyle um in the choice you know god's not going to force himself on us you know uh he's not going to force us to do right he's not going to force us to love him that wouldn't be love that would be bondage and uh he gives us a free will and a choice and we're all born with that and Sometimes the uh, addiction community has a little bit more struggle with it, uh, just based on the addiction problem. But there is a way, and it's through Jesus that you can fight through it. And, you know, you have to put good things in your mind, good things in your heart. The Bible says, out of the heart flows the issues of life. And what we put in our heart is going to come out. And we just try to go in and encourage these guys and put the Word of God in their hearts that uh, a seed will be planted that will manifest into something that God wants for their life. I don't know if the kids still use this term, but you have street cred when, when you go in into these meetings. And uh, I remember when you asked me to speak uh, at one of, of the recovery meetings, uh, I, I thought long and hard about it as I was putting my talk together and, and it just dawned on me that I can't come in here and try to make these guys think that I know exactly what they're going through. I mean, I had my own problem with alcohol. It did not get to, to the point it did with you. Thankfully I, I had other issues that got even beyond that, but I, I just knew that I could not come in there and, and try to tell those guys I knew what they were going through because I didn't, but you do. Because you've been there, you you have had those those stumbles and those struggles and those outright failures, and and God has lifted you up. So I think when when you speak and and you go into those places and you do what you're doing with Giant Slayer Ministries, guys are more apt to listen to somebody who's been where they are, right? I agree. I agree. Uh, they kind of you kind of grab their attention right away when they realize that, hey, this guy, you know, this guy's lost everything. This guy's been in jail. This guy's faced 43 years in prison. Uh, you know, there's, they, seem to, they seem to tune you in a little bit more than uh, just someone who, who's had no addiction problem at all. Uh, and I, I think that goes into about anything that someone would have a problem with, if they can associate and kind of be familiar with what you're going through you're able to make more of an impact on their life. And the flip side of it is, and I know this from, from my own life, when you when you are struggling or you are trying to hide something, you get very good at lying, you get very good at leading a double life, you get very good at 
for lack of a better term, being a con artist. And the fact that you've been there, I would imagine you are able to see through some of the junk these guys try to, to put up in front of you. Yes, yes. Uh, addiction causes you to be selfish. It causes you to be very manipulative. Uh, a lot of times as addicts, we tell you what you want to hear. Uh, we kind of play the game. Uh, and I was there and did it. Um, and, you know, now there's some out there who uh, who, who will fool you. And uh, that's just, you know, that's, that's, that's part of what we do. Uh, we don't we don't turn anyone down. We love everyone. Uh, but yeah, being able to have walked that out and kind of been in the same patterns that they're in and doing the same things that they're doing, it it, it gives me a an insight that I can see mostly when, you know, someone's shooting you some BS or uh, really being honest with you. So tell me how Giant Slayer Ministries came about. Dan, uh, when I rededicated my life uh, this last time, uh, and truly sold out 100% and told God that, you know, I'm, I'm going to be yours. Uh, however you see need to, you know, if it's to clean the toilets at church, if it's to vacuum the carpets, if it's to preach your word, whatever calling you have for my life, I want to do it because I, I deserve to give you everything that I can. And he deserves for me to give him my best. And, uh, I wanted to be baptized again. Uh, the Bible says, do your first love, your first work's over. And there was a minister that uh, I had went to school with, and, and I was attending his church at the time, and I had asked him would he baptize me again. And he, he obliged. And uh, while we were there at the service, I was getting into the water, and he just bluntly said, what are you doing in the water today? And my statement was, I'm, I'm here to kill giants. And the first giant is myself. And that's kind of how God laid giant slayer ministries on my heart. Uh, you know, we all have at times in our lives, giants that we have to face. Uh, if it's alcohol, if it's pornography, if it's, uh, methamphetamines, if it's lying, gambling, we all may have some giants that we have to face. Uh, but David is our example we can slay the giant. We can, through God, it's God's battle, give it to him, and he will walk us through the battle. And obviously he is blessing what you are, are trying to do with that. Uh, you, you have, what, weekly weekly meetings now, uh, places where you go and minister? It's monthly. We have monthly, monthly meetings. Uh, I'm just here looking at the list and counting. It's there's eight facilities, um, mostly in the upstate of South Carolina, that we are in partnership with. Um, we don't have meetings at every one of them on a monthly basis, but we do stay in contact to where, you know, we're all part of the puzzle of the addiction community. We all fit this puzzle to help ones recover, and we all work together. And there are my contacts if someone needs to go to recovery or uh, someone wants help they don't know how to find it we will try to place them in one of these facilities that's going to best fit their recovery and we go and we do chapel services and uh, since Giant Slayer Ministries was formed and we have been doing chapel services we have uh, had about 
2,388 in attendance in our services. And we have handed out 105 Bibles. We have given out coats to some shelters and these facilities. Um, and the biggest, the biggest thing of all, and it's nothing that we do, but it's what God does through us. I have been able to lead, help lead in the sinner's prayer, 169 men to receive Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Which is the ultimate healing. Yes. That, that, that's, that's just incredible stuff. I, I just think it's, it's a story that needs to be told. I, I hooked you up with, with, uh, Greg Wilson, uh, another guy who has been down your road, uh, an alcoholic who has come to Christ and, and is now working, serving alcoholics and, and rehab centers and, and just getting that community expanded and, and, and getting, I mean, there are, there are wonderful secular facilities out there let's let's not try to pretend that there's not there are some great secular facilities out there but when you can combine the the alcohol rehab program with the the love of jesus christ and and the biblical principles and guidance that goes along with it in a inside a christian program that's when you get a chance to get the ultimate healing yes uh, we are a faith-based nonprofit organization dan we we are all about Jesus and what Jesus can do for your life. Uh, but just an example of what you're talking about, the secular, we have also started a mentorship slash sponsorship program. Uh, and one of our latest ones who came through it has actually graduated the Oconee County Alcohol Drug Court, and he had all his drug charges dismissed. Uh, and he was part of our mentorship program. Uh, he didn't, he believed in Jesus, but he wasn't really accepting at that time now yes we did talk about jesus but we didn't push it on him uh, we just planted the seed and uh allowing that harvest to take effect so we understand that there is secular facilities out there but we strictly want someone to come to be a part of the family of god and that's why i say when you combine the two that's when you get the ultimate healing. We're visiting with Greg Whitfield of Giant Slayer Ministries. Now, for those who are listening in the upstate of South Carolina, you've got uh, a golf tournament coming up uh, on May 20th. Uh, it's the, uh, the the inaugural Giant Slayer Ministries fundraising golf tournament. Um, how much fun has it been trying to put that together, Greg? I'll tell you, Dan, it's, uh, I'm hoping it's going to be rewarding. We put a lot of work into it. Uh, no, uh, whatever God decides to do and bless us, I know he's going to bless it, but, uh, it is hard work, uh, and it is rewarding. It's, uh, these funds are going to go to help us feed, uh, we feed downtown in the Seneca area quarterly. Uh, we, we, we pass out coasts to the shelters we attend. We take Bibles in, um, just different. If we see different needs, we may take some laundry detergent to some shelters. Whatever the needs are, we try to help meet the needs. You know, if we can meet their 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 meet needs, uh, give them some food, give them some love, give them some basic needs, then we can start to work on what their heart needs. Uh, we need to meet their needs and then show them love. And this tournament is going to, you know, be a great boost in what we do. Uh, help our mentorship program. 
and uh yeah it's been it's been uh, it's been tiresome uh, a lot of work but uh we're excited of what's going to come so tell folks about the tournament again for those who are in the upstate of south carolina if they want to participate uh how can they do so uh the tournament's going to be may 20th at two o'clock um shotgun start at basketball golf course there in pendleton uh they are still some slots open for sponsorship uh the sponsorship is 100 dollars a hole uh, for that sponsorship you will get a sign that will advertise your business uh the individual or anything you want to have on the sign that's uh not vulgar we will put it at the golf course and recognize your contribution uh the team there's still some room for some teams they are 75 dollars a player the teams are of four players um we will have some raffle items that's uh we will have some auction items and some good food uh where we're crossing our fingers we're going to have some stuff that Dabo's going to send over for us to auction off Dabo Swinney the coach at Clemson um and we're just excited and, and there's still room available if anyone wants to uh be a part of this or just come out and hang out with us and see us and see what we're about uh we would love to see you there at the golf course so which golf course and how can people get in touch with you if they're interested it's Boscobel Golf Course, where the golf course will be May 20th at 2 p.m. Uh, you can reach out to me at 864-324-4396. Uh, I have a personal Facebook page, Greg Whitfield, and also our ministry has a Facebook page, John Slayer Ministries. You can leave us a message on either one, or you can call, and, or if you just want to text, however you feel like you want to communicate, we will get back with you as soon as possible. I hope that some of you who are here in the upstate of South Carolina or regional will take advantage of the opportunity to play a beautiful golf course near Clemson, South Carolina, and help Giant Slayer Ministries in the process. And as I said earlier, if you do nothing else, no matter where you are, you can always pray for Greg and his ministry. Thank you, Greg Whitfield. Just an incredible testimony of the power of of God's grace. Let's take a break. We'll come back and get into the final segment of this week's show right after this. Grand Slam Ministries exists to glorify Jesus Christ in multiple ways through this radio show and its accompanying online digital and video components through our sister websites, danscottshow.org and grandslamministries.org and through furthering our core missions, mentorship, and providing food and other necessities to children. None of this is possible without your prayers and support. By making a gift to Grand Slam Ministries today, you'll not only help with this program and keep it on this radio station, you'll help us grow our family of stations, allowing us to bring stories of God working in the lives of men and women everywhere to a larger audience. And at the same time, your gift will help us in the initial launch of those core mission programs. Grand Slam Ministries is in its infancy. We need your support. Will you help us today? Visit our website, grandslamministries.org, and prayerfully consider a one-time or monthly gift today. And above and beyond anything else, please pray for our ministry. Thank you, and God bless. 
Teenage boys and young men today are in crisis. Statistics show that a home without a father or male role model present is the single biggest indicator of poverty, behavior issues, drug and alcohol abuse, criminal activity, and yes, imprisonment. At Grand Slam Ministries, one of our core missions is developing a mentorship program to teach boys how to become strong Christian men and then teach those men to be the biblical husbands, fathers, and church and community leaders the Bible calls us to be. We need your prayers, we need your ideas, and we need your support. Visit our website, grandslamministries.org, to find out more about our mentorship mission and prayerfully consider how you may be able to assist us. Again, that website is grandslamministries.org. Want to see a listing of our affiliates? Check out videos or listen to past shows and explore our archives? It's all available at our website, danscottshow.org. And now, back to the show. We are back for a final segment of this week's Dan Scott Show. Our thanks again to Greg Whitfield. Giant Slayer Ministries, you can find him on Facebook. And leave him a message there to get more information about the upcoming golf tournament on May 20th here in the upstate of South Carolina. You know, we have been in the last couple of shows really trying to concentrate on encouraging you to reach out to us to interact with us. Let us know where you are listening from, what you think about the show. Uh, We need to hear it. Our affiliates need to hear it. Um, Wanting to know how we can pray for you because that's part of what we want to do here. We want this to be an interactive part of our ministry, part of this show where you feel comfortable bringing prayer requests to us. And and they would be, if they're talked about at all on the air, they would all obviously be talked about anonymously. Mostly they won't be talked about on the air, but I will respond to you and let you know that, hey, A, we got it, B, I've prayed, and we'll go from there. But uh, we just encourage you to do that, dan at danscottshow.org. And something you can pray about for us, many things you can pray about for us, the the continued growth of of this ministry. But one thing specifically that I'll ask you to pray about is the upcoming National Religious Broadcasters Convention. I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. It is uh, coming up on May the 22nd and running for about four days down in Orlando. And I got an individual membership to NRB approved just about a month ago. So the timetable to try to do this is very, very short for this year. But as you know, we're trying to do everything we can within God's will to grow the show, to to get these incredible stories that we've been blessed to tell in front of more and more people. And the NRB convention is a way to do that, to get the show in front of thousands of broadcasters and, and perhaps grow this thing exponentially almost at the drop of a hat. Getting there uh, and doing what would need to be done to do that is rather expensive. And uh, as I have said in the past, we're on 
good financial footing. We've been able to prepay the first year of airtime on our main radio station here, but we've got a long way to go where that's concerned. And to try to get there this year with what we have in the bank would quite honestly deplete us. So what I'm praying about is, hey, God, if you want us to do this, if this is in your plan, then open the door for us to do it. And it's going to require uh, some financial help. So I'm just going to ask you one, pray about this, because I don't want to do anything that's not in God's will, first and foremost. And, and number two, if you'd like to help with that or any other part of our ministry, you can go to danscottshow.org. You can go to um, grandslamministries.org. There's a tab there that you can donate online. It automatically generates a tax receipt for you. Or you can drop us uh, a check in the mail if you want to do that. P.O. Box 35, Central South Carolina 29630. That's Grand Slam Ministries, P.O. Box 35, Central South Carolina 29630. So just pray about that. <clears throat> As I said, I I don't want to do it if it's not God's timing and God's will because I've been down that road before, and, and, and that can go bad in a hurry if you try to get ahead of God. Can I get a witness on that? I do want to take a minute. And and try to do this from time to time to to thank all of our affiliates uh, because we continue to grow. The, the Lord has blessed this thing in, in the first 17 weeks by allowing us to, to be on now 11 affiliates and, and opening doors that I never thought would be opened this soon. You know, we all have a plan when we go into something, but God has the right plan. And the way that he has maneuvered this thing it has been incredible. Uh, and, and maybe one day we'll do a show or a segment of a show that just kind of lays out everything that's happened and, and where I thought things were going to go and where he said, no, it's going to go this way. And you'll see that my way is better. But I just want to take a moment to individually thank each one of our affiliates, uh, beginning with our flagship WGTK 94.5 FM, The Answer, in Greenville, South Carolina, airing 7 to 8 p.m. on Sunday nights. WZLA Classic Country 92.9 FM in Abbeville, South Carolina, made a move in the time there a couple of weeks back, now airing from noon to 1 p.m. Spartanburg Sports Radio, the Fox Sports affiliate, in Spartanburg, South Carolina, 98.3 FM and 1400 AM, Sunday mornings from 9 to 10 AM. WFBS, sunny 107.9 FM in Salem, South Carolina, Sundays 11 AM to noon. And WMNZ, 1050 AM in Montezuma, Georgia, Sundays from noon to 1 PM. And then our internet stations, Cornerstone Christian Radio, based in Los Angeles, Sunday mornings, 8.30 AM Pacific time. Lake Kiwi Radio in upstate South Carolina, Sundays at 8.30 a.m. That's LakeKiwiRadioOnline.com. Paisley Radio in Paisley, Scotland, Sundays at 8 p.m. UK time, PaisleyRadio.com. Ka'u Radio on the big island of Hawaii, noon Hawaii time at Ka'u, that's K-A-U, Radio.com. And then our newest affiliates, Westside Mobile Media, in Portland, Oregon, two stations at westsidesgreatesthits.com, both running it from 11 a.m. to noon Pacific time. 
So a, a heartfelt thank you to all of those stations. If you go to danscottshow.org and go to the Affiliates and Archives page, you can click a tab there that'll take you to a blog post that has all of those affiliates, all the times listed, and the website links where you can listen online no matter where you are. And so if you miss it live at one time on Sunday, there are multiple times and multiple ways to catch it live. And then, of course, everything is archived at the Dan Scott Show podcast site after the show airs on Sunday. So if you've missed any of the previous shows, I would highly suggest you go back and catch some of those. We've had some incredible guests from all walks of life, and uh, you can get them at the Affiliates and Archives page or wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for the Dan Scott Show podcast. In upcoming weeks on the show, we are looking forward to continuing to bring you great guests and fantastic stories of God doing work in people's lives. Still trying to nail down Darren Finch from All Pro Dad. I, I made contact with a, a former big leaguer by the name of Daryl Cheney, who played for the Big Red Machine in the uh, mid-1970s and, and then for the Atlanta Braves who uh, has his own nonprofit organization and uh, does a lot of of uh, speaking and sharing his testimony and, and has written a book called Welcome to the Big Leagues. Uh, we're trying to get him scheduled as well and uh, so many others that we are chasing. And if you have guest suggestions, we would love to hear from you. Dan at danscottshow.org. If you've got a story or know someone who has a story, shoot us a line. Tell us about it. And you could find yourself as a guest on an upcoming edition of the Dan Scott Show. That'll do it for us this week. Again, thank you to Greg Whitfield and Giant Slayer Ministries. And we look forward to being back with you again one week from today on the Dan Scott Show presented by Grand Slam Ministries. Until then, I'm Dan. God bless you and so long, everybody. <music>